Hey everybody, welcome to Slamfire Radio, episode 440. It's January 26, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Lynn. 27. I don't know why it says 26. 27. Oh, it's the 27th today. I'm, I just, I'm just reading date what it says. I probably put the date in there originally. <laughs> okay. That's and I'm Kyle. Yeah. The non-date corrector. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mo. And I'm Mo. <laughs> needs to move. <laughs> Should we start this over? <laughs> no, but yeah, you've listened to us before. We never we start over. Well, we never start over. And it's right. never the same. So I like that. Sorry, guys. It's the 27th of January. Is it January? Yeah, it's January. It's still, still January. January. What, if, yep. what if they're listening to us on a different day? Well, In the future. It is whatever day it, it is, is right now. Yeah, correct. Yeah, don't worry Today about it. Is. Don't worry about it. It's January. Oh God, it's still January. Anyways, let's move on to what we did in guns. What we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center. It's Canada's premier firearm retailer. And somebody threw in here thunderbolts. Ew, ew. Who picked that? Come on, hey, drill. <laughs> You know it was right? me. <laughs> yeah, I do. So what did they got for these? They've got Golden Bullet, Winchester 333, Winchester Wildcat, and SK Magazine. The SK Magazine is interesting to it's, me. I've got enough like yeah. uh, of the worst ammo that I could possibly need. Um, but the SK Standard, or the SK Magazine is very interesting. Yeah. 89 bucks for, is that 500? 500 for 500 That's rounds. Cool. Yeah. The rest of it, well, if you want ammo by the quantity, go ahead and buy it. That's it. I'm not going to say any more about it, but it's horrible. I don't mind the, the Winchester like 333 or 555. Like that stuff is okay. I get no. decent accuracy out of it. No. Uh, the hollow point on it is way too wide and it jams on on any yeah. gun that's like a, even a little bit picky about that kind of thing. It'll jam up. Uh, Wildcat and Thunderbolt is dirty and it will uh, it'll throw up your gun. I haven't had bad luck with the golden uh, the golden bullet stuff. Really? It runs. Uh, it makes your fingers all like dusty and gold, like gold patterned, and uh, it runs. I've shot yeah. some uh, some like two thirties, like two thirty plus, uh, just with golden bullet, just for fun with uh, a, a maple seed. What do you use? Totally fine. Just Did like you use ten twenty two standard ten twenty two? A loner. Yeah. Really? Normally they yeah, don't fine. like it at all. Oh. Okay. I mean, well, I mean, like it, it just doesn't like. A maple seed is more uh, the. Uh, you need the accuracy. Yeah, you need the person, the person to do the the steps correctly more than you need like the ammo to be half an well, ammo away or like one ammo away. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but it also, if you're on a time clock and your ammo is, it jams. Jams or it. Uh, let's see. Every second one is a dud. Then it. It does play, and it also that. plays on your mind too. So maybe we should encourage people to bring, yeah, so that they can get good. into the right line. Get really, you get really good at malfunction clearing and yeah. identifying the second something doesn't feel right. And oh, what do I need to do? Yeah. Remedials, exactly. fantastic remedials. drills. Yep. And then stuff works, and you keep trying to do the remedials. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the problem. Oh my god, it's supposed to do this. I'm expecting it. All right. <laughs> you immediately bring the gun down as soon as, as you fire you, and bring it. Oh, I fired that time. Oh, back up I go. <laughs> <laughs> Seen that too. All right, Adriel, why don't you tell us what you did in guns this week? Uh, I didn't do much in guns. I won't do much in guns until March. 
um, when like so I'm moving in late February kind of a thing. But I got some uh, so I got some battery banks for the powered vests. Uh, and then I haven't really had a chance to use those a lot no? and they're not okay. that good. Uh, but, uh, I got a bunch of other battery banks as well. Cause I was like, man, I got so many battery banks. I should just do like some reviews of them, like compare them and that kind of stuff. Cause, uh, I got a bunch of different ones. So yeah, I got Nightcore to send me some, uh, some other Gucci ones Ooh. and I got some like standard, like anchor stuff, like stuff you'd get off Amazon and whatnot. Yep. And, uh, yeah, some neat stuff, some neat stuff. I got so, like, if your if your phone takes wireless, like does wireless charging, so convenient you can like mm. you can pop that on top of there like around the house and that kind of thing super convenient not efficient like if you're going to go hiking or something like that and you need to like weigh what what uh, what you take like that's not very efficient but yeah. oh my god it's super it's convenient. a slower charge it's a much slower slower yes. charge yeah. uh this one fast charges this one if your phone will take oh, it, it it'll okay. do 10 watts um fast charge when you plug it in will typically max out at like 15 to 18 okay um, that's Check out. Okay, here's a here's a twenty thousand uh, milliamp hour battery bank. Here's a ten from Nightcore. It's <laughs> so small. Oh, it's crazy. Wow. This this one here's at two ten thousands here, and they're, they're it's crazy the difference between them because this one's like optimized for space yeah. and it is small. Yeah. yeah. So here I, wow. here's how I'm going to relate this to firearms and uh-huh. guns. Okay. <laughs> right. So when Why? you're charging at the range. Exactly. So, for example, you're shooting and you want to take a good picture of your shot placement mm-hmm. and all that, or you mm-hmm. need actually, you know, to put in your dope or whatever, and your battery is low. Lab radar. There you go. Lab radar. Right? Uh, tablets lab radar. and a match. Tablets. See, no, I mean, I usually try to make my tablets up and that kind of thing. But <laughs> well, um, especially the multi-day matches, I always give guys because sometimes they don't turn off the screens; they'll keep it going mm. all day without clicking the button and turning the screen yep. off. And so, yeah, well, you get sent out in the morning with a cord and a battery pack. And- yep. Yeah. For <laughs> me, it's, uh, uh if I go to the range, if I go to the to range all day for maple seed, all, most of the ranges that I go to in Alberta are in the middle of nowhere. The reception's bad on my phone, but I still want the reception. So I leave, I leave the, the data on and it just murders yeah. the battery. Wireless charging. Yeah. Boop, boop. Super convenient. Boop. Yeah. yeah. Really I carry like one it. with me all the time too. And that's specifically for that. I need it for, mm-hmm. I need it for our range events because they're all day. Now, um, I, I'm testing some other like weirder ideas. Um, this is a, uh, a booster, like a booster bank. So like they're, they're a lot smaller these days, right? They don't use the lead acid batteries anymore. Yeah. They use the lithium ion dealios. And, uh, this one will, uh, fast charge your phone. Mm-hmm. Or it'll boost your van if so. If it's like super duper cold, a couple of times I use this where it's like, oh man, I'm a, a, a hunting season. I'm gonna go drive up for hunting season. My van's gonna be parked for like a week, and it's gonna be like minus thirty. Okay, I'll bring this and I'll use it to charge my phone as well. And it worked, and yeah, awesome. All right, excellent. Kind of some different ideas, not uh, not related to guns at all. Um, <laughs> Adriel, the charging guy. guy. Yeah, I won't, I won't have a. I won't have much to do with guns. A uh, couple more weeks. Couple more weeks. Okay. Should come quick. Yeah. Okay. That's it for me. Uh, All right. How about you, Kelly? I did a little bit, not much. Uh, it's been super cold here. Not only that, I just been super busy with work as well. I forgot to talk about it last week. Was I on last week or the week before? Nope, you were on last week. Yeah, you were on for last week. Okay, last week I forgot to talk about it. Uh, We did we launched the first uh, the inaugural podcast for she shoots, so that's up and running, and we're going to be having another shoot on uh, Tuesday, uh, 
February 8th. So come out and listen to it. So yeah, we've got another pod. I'm on another podcast. Yay. So for the Canadian <laughs> University Shooting Federation, the Women's Committee, we're doing this and it's all mm-hmm. women-centric. So stuff specifically for women. You don't have to be a woman to listen to it, but it's got really cool stuff. Anyways, but you knew that because we already did an episode on Slamfire about it and mm-hmm. brought the ladies mm-hmm. on. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go. It's not hunting and it's not shooting but i'm going fishing this weekend with the canadian sports women's society we're going to have a bunch of fun with a group of ladies and we're um, going to not exactly rough it we're going to be in cabins and we're going to go out into onto the lake into shacks they're heated shacks with (laughs) (laughs) yeah we won't need we'll have to get dressed really really warm to get out there but we won't anyways the other thing that i didn't get a chance. I had a. That's right. Last week I had to leave a little early. Remember? Mm-hmm. So uh, one of our listeners, uh, I love him dearly. His name is Russ, and he sent me some stuff, and he sent me these for Christmas or as a Christmas present. Maybe I don't want to hold that one up. Um, <laughs> he sent me a bunch of pens. Oh, I'll hold this one up, and uh, the pens all have little cool sayings on it. Can you guys see that? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm feeling stabby. I'm feeling stabby. So I really like this one. The rest of them are, I give no, I have no F's to give different things like that. But the, I feel stabby one is the one that I really, really like. And uh, you know, where I work, it's typically people like to poke people with sharp things. So I feel stabby and I should bring it into work. I don't think it'll ever get stolen, but it's heavy and it's metal and I can use it to stab somebody. So that's actually pretty good. I should keep bringing that into work. Anyways. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bring him into work. Uh, I arranged a uh, uh, shooting date with a friend of mine's son. He's eight years old, not eight years old. I don't know why I said eight. He's twelve years old, and he's really getting into. He likes um, military memorabilia. He's uh, joining cadets and all that, and he's super excited. I told him that at some point when his mom thinks he's ready for it, I will take him to the range. So I'm going to be taking him to the range, and I'm going to take his mom as well. Um, and he's going to try out some different firearms and he's super keen about it and super cool about it. And it's going to get, he's excited about it. So I'm happy about that too. The other thing that we did was we've been this week, I met with uh, Kelly and talked to her about a few things with respect to the CCFR. So we were going forward with some training for that and ladies days, et cetera. Uh, you know, typical things with maple seed as well. Met with the directors about a few things and, and that, and then, Yeah. So just planning my next year of shooting, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun, basically. So I'm excited about that. Didn't get shooting, which is pretty upsetting. But you know what? Maybe maybe next weekend when they open up their ranges, the indoor ranges. I don't know. It's minus 25. I'm not going shooting minus 25 if I don't have to. That's it. I don't live in Alberta. So anyways. It's minus two here right now. <laughs> It's more than it is here. Okay. Whatever. Um, Mo, what about you? Uh, I finally got to register for some matches. Yeah. Uh, IPSEC matches. So uh, the local one CTM that's coming up. And then I also registered for uh, Peterborough. It's in Ontario. So looking forward to that. I've been there before. Uh, I've done one outdoor, one indoor there. Obviously, this one's going to be indoor. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And then I've been I've been dry firing all week, and at least now I'm mo- a little bit more motivated to do it because there's matches coming up. Um, 
so yeah, I worked on that all, all week and um, I reloaded a bunch of ammo because, you know, I always do it in small batches. <laughs> so I got it ready. <laughs> I got it ready for, for that. Coming. What's that? You got to do big batches. Uh, bigger patches than <laughs> even know. What's, what's, what's your setup again? What's your press and and uh, at six months do you have? A six fifty. I got a case feeder. Bullet uh, feeder. A mini mini Mister mini Mister bullet feeder. The, the manual one. You know, the one. <laughs> so all you got to do is like keep cranking the handle. Uh, oh, I have. Well, the honest truth is, I have issues a lot, so. It's not it's not as smooth as it should, so that's why it's hmm. it doesn't go as fast as it should. So, anyways, <laughs> um, all the toys and you do like what two hundred at a time? Yeah. One fifty, <laughs> two hundred, yeah. <laughs> all, all the toys. <laughs> it's a okay. mini Mister Bullet figure. It's not it's not an auto, but anyway, that's even further ahead than me. I have to set every bullet on the case. You have to put every bullet down yourself? Oh, my yes. goodness. But because I do that, I still have a powder check. Yeah, no, I don't have the powder check. I just have, I just, I'm like hunched over it. So I'm always watch. I keep an eye on it, right? So. Yeah. Um, Did you get the little light to go inside the center of your die plate? No, I just have like an overhang, like, um. Uh, what do you a call direct it? overhang lighting. Yeah. 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 And, it, and it seems to work. And I get enough light. Yeah. So. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah, and I'm and I'm still using uh, I'm still using the 124 grain um, bullets, but uh, Campros. Uh, mm-hmm. But I did buy one for I did buy the 147. 147. Yeah, I just haven't started using because I want to get I want to use up all the 124s first, okay. obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, what else is that? That's pretty much. Did it you register your calendar? Oh yeah, yeah, right away, okay. right away. Yeah, yeah. All right, good. So yeah, no, it's awesome. Okay. Um, and that's really it for me. How about you, Cal? Uh, some stuff and things. Not actually really a lot, honestly. I I ended up working the week on the weekend again, so I didn't get to the range to shoot. Um, but I did buy some twenty-two ammo. And it has been a while since I bought 22 ammo because I got a really big wake-up call, especially when I got home and looked at an old box I had sitting there. And I think I sent you guys the picture, and we were talking about it with uh, 22 long rifle in stock. And yeah, it was a CCI standard velocity, $90 a box, and I got home and I had a full box of Blazer sitting here. Had a price tag on it for $33, and I'm like... Yeah. yeah. So I just spent $190 on a thousand rounds of 22. That was, that was gross. But it's happening all around. Like I'm pricing out primers and they're double price. And yeah. yeah oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's just getting ridiculous. But uh, we had our local range AGM on Tuesday night. Oh, cool. Really uneventful. Actually, I was very surprised because we were going over our, um, Fees. There wasn't an election year, so it was really not much going on. We were going to talk and actually adjusted our fees in anticipation of our rifle range reopening, which Wood is finally there. So hopefully within the next couple months, we'll get that wall finished and filled and get some people out here to approve it. Yeah, okay. So 
hopefully, because it finally so, showed up on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But our entire range is just a skating rink because oh, we've no. been having the warm weather and you can't even drive back to the rifle ranges right now. Okay. Hmm. So can I ask you, how much did you guys adjust your, your annual fees? Uh, actually, we actually not by much. Uh, so when our rifle range got shut down, we actually went from an all-in-one membership to actual individual disciplines. Okay. So basically, if you want to shoot shotgun, which includes trap, skeet, sporting clays, five stand, it would it went became $125 a year. And then we had our indoor pistol range that went to $125 a year. And so when we did this, we kept those the same, but we put our rifle at $200 a year. Okay. Because we need an RO down on those ranges when we open them up at all times. Okay. You pay your ROs? And we're actually talking about paying them. Okay. So oh, the yeah. extra costs on the rifle will cover paying an RO to be down there. Okay. So if somebody wants to do the whole inclusive thing, do you have a deal for them? Yes. Actually, you, yeah, because I think if you work that out, yeah, it's 450 And if you do all in one, it's 350 Okay. Is that pretty typical to Adriel with Chaz or Sherwood Park and all that? Do they have around the same price? We don't have ROs. No, like I'm talking about pricing ROs. Pricing for uh, range membership. Uh, around, around 400 300 no, 700 to around 200 yeah. But okay. the, again, those are outdoor, outdoor only. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you are the RO when you, when you go to a, yeah. a bay. Yeah. Okay. Like before our rifle range shut down, we were just, you bought one membership. At, we were at 335 for everything okay. uh there's a local indoor range and so we actually have two indoor ranges we have ours at wapiti and then uh bolton broadheads it's a store and they have their own indoor range yeah but they're over 600 dollars a year yeah. to go shoot their indoor range and it's a very nice range very very nicely set up very beautiful range but yeah it's and I I'm, think uh, Phoenix is down in Edmonton's roughly the same too. Like yeah. indoor ranges are just expensive. Yeah, yeah I think they the are. closer you get, like the like for Chaz or Sherwood Park, you got to drive fifty minutes out of uh, out of town, yeah. right? So there's yeah. there's a bit of a drive associated with that. I don't mind it. I, I, I'd rather shoot in the middle of nowhere than yeah. uh, than close to town. See, it has to be a consideration if anybody is interested in moving particular towns. Like Grand Prairie has a prison. If I want to move out there, she houses are cheap, but I want to know how much it's going to cost me to yeah. get to a range. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Val- yeah Val- Valley View is Valley View Range is probably about 120 kilometers away, and okay. they're 50 bucks a year. Okay. I'm not driving. No RO, and they're out to 750 <laughs> meters. Okay. Maybe I'll drive out there. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. But uh, so, yeah, that was basically our AGM. Our president did say that this was his last year. Okay. So we'll see what. Yeah, I think I might be. I I tried for it last year uh, and uh, missed out by three votes. But uh, yeah, I might be stepping up to that position. Well, there's lots of talk around the club already. So we'll see. (laughs) All right. And other than that, we did have some trespassers on our property the other night. I well, caught them as they were trying to leave, which that turned out to be very entertaining. Gave me about half an hour of a good show of them on the ice in my lower driveway trying to leave. Your, your oh, place? Yeah. Oh, your home. I think yeah. you're ta- Oh. Not in the house, but the property. Yeah, yeah no, I, I thought you were talking about the no. range for some reason. Okay. 
No, no, no. This was at my private residence. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, doing? that was interesting. But like I said, I caught them as they were just trying to leave. So I sat there watching them. And yeah, it was quite the show watching them leave. And then, so my neighbors and everybody is definitely on edge now. And, you know, reevaluating stuff. So, couple of, was a couple of guys? No, one guy and a girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Yeah. I, so. I had uh, I had some crackhead like rearrange my doormats last night. <laughs> they took my doormat and swapped it with the neighbors. <laughs> okay. I'm moving. Wow. Whatever. <laughs> I got a free lighter that, out of the deal. They they dropped a lighter and so I got a free lighter out of the deal. Okay. Is it like Did, I've I never had anything like this? I've lived in my, in this current place here for 14 years. In the last 365 days is the only time this kind of shit has happened. Really? And it, it <laughs> and it has happened what 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 am I at, like four or five times right now where I've I'll send you guys a clip afterwards from my from my doorbell camera. But uh yeah. it's so it's so weird how the Random. last year here it's just gone to hell in, in uh in this area because this area I'm in a mm. quiet area. I assume you're in a, a quiet area and yeah. uh oh yeah it's it's weird. quiet it's a subdivision yeah. of acreages. Well Okay. So, but yeah, that was interesting. We've been here. Did you for, go? Did you go on your step with your sidearm? Just ask him. Don't say anything <laughs> no. on camera. No, no. you don't answer. I, that I was, I was no, thinking, actually, but I didn't want to ask. I was so hesitant because uh, no, our landlord's brother it. likes to send people over at random times. So I was actually kind of wondering, okay, is this one of his, his people that he was just because it was down Randall's. amongst his stuff and whatnot? Yeah. And found out it wasn't. But no, I okay. did not go in my step with That's my. That's good. That's uh, a good response. Thank you. <laughs> I don't want to know. Don't ask them to. So, so if they want to get their the lighter answer. back, if they want to get their lighter back, how can they reach you? <laughs> yes. <I'm kidding. laughs> I can't say that on the on. The no. I'm joking. <laughs> okay. And but they, yeah, that's to close out. So okay. that's it for me. Awesome. All right, let's discuss upcoming events. Upcoming events is sponsored by Telus Alpha. Telus Alpha is a Canadian digital agency that works exclusively in the firearms vertical. Uh, They help with business processes, strategic planning, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma the industry carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media. So check them out at telusalpha.com. So we have a couple events coming up. uh, Tactics, Basal Tactics basic rifle and pistol course is going to be happening this weekend. So Saturday, January 29th uh, from 9 a.m. to 4 o'clock or 1600 hours is going to be at the uh, Gravenhurst Rifle and Pistol Club in Gravenhurst, Ontario. The cost is $230. Registration, go to info at tacticsgroupinc.com or you can also visit their Facebook page too and it'll be there, all the information there. Uh, the Lunatics Tactical Shotgun Mania Challenge. That's a lot of words for one title. Uh, do you want to talk to us about that a little bit there, Hef? Well, not not much has changed. It's beginning of the year, very early uh, planning stages. Um, actually, not really doing a whole lot of planning of stages right now. I want to be able to go around the property because most of them will be off of bays, in the bush, okay. open terrain. Well, not much over open terrain, but... oh natural terrain stages so with all the snow and whatnot i want to go out and do that but we're moving ahead with it 
Uh, it will be 18. If people haven't been listening the last few weeks that we've been announcing, it's going to be 18 stages of dynamic shotgun. So run and gun oh. shotgun uh, following the IPSC ratios for long, medium and short stages. And we, while we won't, we'll try and make it IPSC like, we're not going to stick to the strict target rules on certain presentations and whatnot. Yep. This is an outlaw match and there will be outlaw targets. Cool. And I am open to suggestions and like golf cart run, Death Star, it'll be come up with some good stuff. Okay. Uh, camping on site, we're going to feed you. You're not going to go away hungry. Brisket Saturday night, uh, breakfast, lunch Saturday, Sunday, beverage center at the night, fire, community fire pit, everything's there. Yeah, it's, it's just going to be a time. Perfect. <laughs> and I think we're going to try and get all out there too. So we might do yeah. even a podcast that weekend too. The people yeah, there. I think, I think we should gather by a trailer or something and I got all the mics here so we can do that easy Sweet. okay all right so there's a two gun winter brutality and night shoot is it a brutality that's what it says there okay um night shoot and uh quinnell is it quiznell or quiznell you had the guys on quiznos no it's quinnell yeah Okay, whatever. Um, it's going to be on March 5th, and you can get the details on Practice Score. The other thing that we wanted to talk about is Ladies' Days. Uh, so, Kelly, that'd be me. Uh, so, we're going back into uh, our season again. Women's Division is looking for uh, to sponsor some Ladies' Days and events. So, at your range, if you're interested, you can contact me here at Slamfire Radio. So, send it to slamfireradio.gmail.com, uh, and we or I will get a response to you, uh, get out to you. What You know what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, hi, what would you like? And uh, yeah, we'll try and sponsor you, your event for you. All right, let's get I'd into like the... To, I add one in? I, yeah. Sorry, I didn't have a type there. Uh, for Alberta folk, Ipsic <laughs> has put out their proposed 2022 schedule now for our Ipsic matches. Here. Okay, so, awesome. It's on the forum there, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's get into the news. Uh, I I know Adriel put this in because the title is here and it sounds like him. Okay, Adriel, what is it? Uh, new gun stuff? The yep. Winchester expert? No, no. Oh, news. news. Alberta Queen's news. bench spanks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you put it in. <laughs> I did put that one in. Uh, that's actually the title from the uh, CGN post as well, though. Yeah, I saw it. Oh, okay. um, right. So long story short, the government was like, all your uh, registrations are nullified, Correct. and the Firearms Act is like there's no such thing as nullified. Um, so, and the government did that so that they wouldn't have to uh, face any scrutiny on it. And right. uh, anyways, that that came to court, judge upheld it. So um, the Section 74s will be going through in Alberta, which means that everyone who filed one of those can uh, challenge the government on that uh, reclassification. Awesome, excellent. That's a good thing. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Uh, let's get on to the CCFR legal fund donations. Uh, Digby East Fish and Game Club, sorry, association, they donated $500. So if you or your club would like to donate to the legal fund uh, donations for the CCFR, uh, you can uh, send it to um, uh, finance at firearmsrights.ca. Also, if uh, I think tonight or it's the last call for the uh, 
one of those really, really cool signs, uh, neon signs like the one that Heft has there. Uh, so they're doing, I think it's the last one that they're drawing for too as well. So go to the website, donate $10. And for every $10 that you do donate, you'll get entered into a draw and you can win one of those really fantastic uh, neon signs. Okay. Or you can just actually go and sponsor them or not sponsor them, get a membership, send an EMT, whatever. Uh, try and give That's them basically a sponsoring them. Yeah, yeah. true. But what you're doing is you're helping yourself with the core battle too. So anyways. Yeah. Okay, new gun stuff. New gun stuff is sponsored. So we're Slamfire Radio is a brand ambassador for Bolt Action Coffee. It's uh coffee's fan freaking tastic, right, Mo? Correct. Excellent. Okay. It's roasted in small quantities and it's it really truly is one of the best coffees I've ever drank. So uh, you can have it sent to your house by going to boltactioncoffee.com. Make sure that you use sla- uh, the discount code SLAMFIRE, all one word, and capital letters as well. And I heard recently from some people that said that they ordered it and they think it's fantastic as well. Hmm. Awesome. They also yep. got some travel mugs now. I know, right? They got really cool stuff. The, anyway, they they look I don't know if they're Yetis or they're Yeti-esque, but yeah, I got a mug. I got pretty a mug. nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go into new gun stuff. This is for Adriel. Hit it. Hit it. Uh, yeah. Winchester Hit expert protection yeah. wildcat. You know, uh, so before we get to that, um, yeah, the expert twenty-two. Winchester's got a terrible problem with reusing the brand name of ammo and rifles. It started with the wildcat, and they're continuing it with the expert. So this. <laughs> Uh, now that I've got my my little uh, mini rant o- over there, the Winchester Expert 22LR is not 22LR. It's a 22LR rifle, whereas the Winchester Expert high-velocity steel waterfowl shot shells is a 12-gauge shot shell. Um, they took uh, Wildcat, and they made it a bolt action. Yeah. I think that's what they did here. So it takes the same oh, okay. mags. Yeah. It's... Uh, I like I like the Wildcat. It's it's yeah, yeah. it's lightweight. Oh, the the weight on it is crazy good. It is. I like light. the iron sights on it. Well, iron plastic plastic sights on it. Yeah. Um, they're very practical and uh, reliability on mine has been fantastic. It doesn't really like to feed or like like you can use the Ruger ten twenty two mags, but boy, they're like not nice to put in that gun. No. Like you, you best need to, just use Winchester Wildcat yeah, mags. You need the it. mags that come with it. So yeah, and yeah. the other thing is too. It does shoot great with iron sights. The only problem that I saw with it is anybody who mounted an optic to it. It was just shy. You need tons of cheek rest on it. Yeah. Yeah. The cheek rest is way too low. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's definitely a a fact, but like um, it's reliable, super easy to clean. Like the, the guts come out of it so easy. Anyways. uh, Yeah. decided to make a bolty boy out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. So uh, if Eh. you're interested in that kind of a thing, um, what's the price on it? Do you know? uh, it doesn't say, does it? Uh, 319 MSRP. In Canada or US? MSRP, but like they sell less than that usually. So I'd imagine in Canada here, we're going to get them around 300 bucks. That would be okay. Mm-hmm. If they came here and they retailed for 300 bucks, what, what other bolt action are you going to get for 300 bucks? The Savage um, Mark II. Yeah. That's it. I don't think there's other. <laughs> no, Marlin. You, you could put, maybe you'd be able to get a Marlin uh, t- uh, bolt action for less uh and uh, similar to their wildcat i would imagine this comes with some features that are not present in some of the other uh, uh yeah, 22 boltons yeah. bolties so yeah. it might be like a so, cool tech platform i was seeing in the right up there it takes 1022 megs as well yeah so we does a wildcat but like yeah. th- not it well it doesn't feed not well, well. Oh, no. No. Don't no. well I, I got good reliability out of mine but like 
like try, trying to wiggle it into place, get it actually seated is, yeah. uh, is, is just not as good as where, whereas the, the wildcat one works fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Drilled cool. and tap. Oh, look at a steel receiver drilled and tap. So they don't have a plastic rail like the uh, wildcat does. Oh, so wait on this. And thing. that's the one of the things it's only, it's four out. pounds, eight ounces. It's still pretty light. Yeah. Still pretty good weight on it. Mm. Yeah. Well, interesting. Good. Uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about, I think we talk, did we talk about the WK one you see Gen two last? Uh, we did mention it. Yeah, show. yeah, we did. Uh, yeah. I don't know if if we fully went through all the features on it. Um, so uh, the the videos were out. I think it was just before the show that 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 um, the first focal plane guys video came up. Yeah. But uh, yeah. True North Arms has a pre sale on them. I've got I, I I listed out the differences that I could see on the Gen two. So okay. the biggest one would be would be that uh, that bolt release lever. Uh, yep. That's right where your right thumb would go, so you can actually hit it. The non-reciprocating charging handle. Uh, the magwell is updated. Uh, the lower body has been narrowed, so it can take AR pins and safeties. So if you have like a, a Gucci 45-degree safety from your AR, you could pop it on there. Uh, the forehand's l- longer, so rather than, I think, what's, what was the original one? 12 point something, so that you could get access, yeah. like easy access to the uh, gas block. Now they yeah, have it was a like 12 and a half or something like that, yeah. Yeah, so now they got a, they got a long boy on there now. Uh, it takes beaver tail grips, so if you wanted to put again yeah. like your nice AR grip on there, that'll work. And ma- awesome. uh, mag release, captive takedown pins front and back. So they they have a takedown pin on the back. Normally with a a, a one eighty, you just push that plate at the back, and then you can open it up. Now it's got a pin in there to. Uh, I'd imagine that would just hold like some of the wiggle from the upper and the lower. Not that that mm. matters at all, but uh, yeah. yeah, they got that. Um, and then uh, I, I couldn't tell if it was just from the shot shell set, uh, shot show setup that they have, but the recoil springs uh, they might be captive because um, when Ooh. I saw them, yeah, they look captive oh, yeah. there too. Because normally they could be this easily just over. placed in the bolt there though too. Uh, but the, that the, the springs are under pressure like that, you can't put it like that without having the springs under pressure. Mm, okay, maybe I, I'm not sure. I was gonna say um, like that looks much. Much longer than when it's in the receiver, and that like it could have been just but staged like the that. Springs would be under pressure; that plate yeah. would move, right? Yeah. Anyways, because I I saw them take it right out of the gun and then put it down, and that again that might be something they just did for shot show and, and won't be in the production models, but um, that would be really nice because I hate putting that whole thing back in and looking for the springs and trying to get the springs and the little holes in the bolt yeah. carrier and smushing the whole thing back up. So if it was um. If they were captured, that would be super interesting to me. So I do have one question with these. And if that mm-hmm. that's if they would, I mean, it's interesting with that the rear pin, if they would yeah. accept a standard upper or if you could get rid of the recipro- the non-recip bolt handle and go back to a reciprocating bolt handle. I don't think so. Uh, maybe the, Maybe you could swap the bolt. But then that track is not spec for uh, for the char- uh, reciprocating charging handle. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. That's like, the one thing like I, one I wanted them to keep the reciprocating charging handle because I, I like reciprocating. You, yeah, you mentioned that last week that you. Yeah, you, yeah I do too. Like but if this system works, then maybe it's fine. Mm. Yeah, I mean there are other I mean, non-reciprocating charging handle systems out there. Uh, oh, for sure. Like, like the, my modern environment and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. The modern environment, modern hunter, like yeah. it is a thing that you can do. So, well, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. 
Uh, what's the next one I got? Mantis. Here? Mantis. I don't know if the, if we can use this one or not. <laughs> I don't think we can. Maybe we can. No, we can't. Damn it. Oh. Be so, well, look at it. It's got the charging handle on top. This would be ah. so cool, though. Yeah, it would be. <sighs> it's a it's a dry fire auto resetting trigger system for your AR, so you can yeah. pull the trigger multiple times while you're dry firing. I believe it uses a scuba tank to uh, to charge up, and uh, yeah, that's really so cool. You, you, yeah, you, you keep firing. Really cool. It keeps rocking the the uh, hammer back, and you mm-hmm. can keep firing uh, your AR in your basement safely. Yeah, up to ten shots per second. Uh, I mean, that's what I saw there. Yeah, yeah. ten set, ten yeah. per second. Maybe it works mm-hmm. for simulated full mm-hmm. auto. Interesting. Maybe. Interesting. The, those mm-hmm. Americans, they get all the fun stuff. They do. Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah. I don't know if this is a, a one we'll get in Canada or not, but I just thought this was wild. Um, a double barrel, like side-by-side double barrel air bow from Umarex. It's yeah. the Air Saber mm. Elite X2. Uh, it fires crossbow bolts, but it's like a double barrel air gun. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> There's all sorts of words in there that shouldn't go together, but, but they go together with this gun. With this I would gun. love to take that for hunting for deer the last of the season i wonder how quiet it is that would be some, awesome. some of these gas ones are pretty quiet some of them are like like if you've ever heard an air cannon go off like there's a, there's quite a bit of noise with it yeah i like their uh their side cocking handle there it looks fantastic mm. yeah double barrel double barrel well hit it with the first one and oh, good follow-up shot follow-up yeah. shot uh i want mode where it fires both at once really what? 300 370 <laughs> feet per second is it 370? Yeah. Oh, that's their PCP air javelin. This this other one oh. here. Yeah. 52 oh, okay. foot pounds. That's pretty good. So like a bow yeah. is is uh is is right around there for uh yeah. for power. Yeah. They must be using a really light bolt to uh how yeah. do they get those those um was it fletching? Those must, it. Uh, those would be fletching, yeah. Yeah, they must they must uh like scooch down quite a bit to to get into the barrel. Mm-hmm. Ah, interesting. Yeah, anyways, I didn't know this was even a thing. Apparently it's a thing. Yeah. What's next? Uh, AR one eighty AK. We kind of already have these. So in Canada we have the WSMCR. They come in census by uh, thirty nine. Yep. Brownells is making now making their BRN one eighty in seven six two by thirty nine. Uh, <laughs> this is not applicable to Canadians because the BRN one eighty is uh, compatible with AR lowers. Mm. So uh, we will not be getting this oh, unless. This- Unless, unless maybe. we, unless mm-hmm. we win our core challenge, but yeah, unless we win the core challenge, or uh, was the other thing I was going to say is um, uh, PWS, which is the makers of the BRN one hundred and eighty, and Nodak were working at one point to get uh, a Canadian W one hundred and eighty out. Um, if that comes, poof, that would be really interesting. Yeah. 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 If. If I think is the uh, the correct word there. Uh, this next one, this Hollow Sun, oh. they have an SCS. It is a very low mount pistol, red dot, co witnesses with your factory iron sights. That is cool. Oh wow. yeah, yeah. So it's super duper low. You see there, you see the dot yeah, yeah. It's sitting yeah. right yeah. on top of that uh, that front sight. Kind of interesting. Yeah. That's cool. And yeah, that base is, is super thin. Yep. I mean, 
uh, you see, like I have this issue. I, I pull out a, a dot gun and I'm like hunting for the dot. Yep. Wouldn't have to with this one because nope. you'd use the irons to get you there. And then you've got the dot right there. Yep. It's sitting right on top of your front sight. And they nice. are making these things for lots of guns. So there's plenty of guns that they're going to have this uh, this dot available for, whether it's the MMP, Glock, uh, all sorts of weird stuff as well. IWI Masada, like, yeah, lots and lots. Very sweet. Nice. I like that. What else? That's did a you dot. Find? I would be interested in getting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Aimpoint RDS, which so they have the the Aimpoint Pro, which is already kind of a budget uh, dot, but now that they're seeing more competition from Holosun yeah. uh, and other manufacturers, they've uh, they've come out with a with this RDS, which is a uh, yeah just a just a dot gun. It uses a twenty thirty two battery, yeah. uh, and I believe it gets yeah three year battery life out of a twenty thirty two. It doesn't. You don't even think that should be possible, right? Like a twenty thirty two is going to last yeah. for three years with a dot. I guess. I guess. Two them away. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Two years, three years of continuous use on brightness level seven. Wow. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, what did they have for the MSRP three four ninety nine for the MSRP? I would imagine it's going to actually sell for quite a bit less than that, though. That's uh, yeah. it's a little bit up there. Oh, look at this. Something else we don't get here. <laughs> but this is so cute. <laughs> I had to. That, that is awesome. It. Yeah, it that is. It's an eighty percent AR fifteen. Aww. If you've Me ever won. fired the uh, Brownells, has an eighty percent uh, nineteen eleven that's in twenty two, and I, th- I think maybe in three eighty, if I if I can remember correctly, and it is like tiny in your hands. And this AR fifteen, even though it's just eighty percent scaled, it li- it's so tiny. <laughs> it's cute. I wish we could get that because that. Like perfect size for a gauge. For a kid, yeah. I mean, imagine yeah, shooting no. like a twenty-two that's downscaled, oh. uh, still really ergonomic. It's got bolt releases. It's got all the stuff on it. Uh, yeah. You can tell that they like. There's a couple things in there that are done for uh, price, uh, yeah. which you know would be standard. But mm. yeah, that's why they that that's specifically why they brought out the um, uh, MMP Smith and Wesson. Yeah, uh, twenty-two. Yeah, but that the MMP was like. Plasticky, it is plasticky, but this one here is plasticky-ish as well. It might be. I I don't know. I I don't know from just looking at it. It might be for for the price that they're selling it for. I imagine they have to cut some corners somewhere. That's four hundred bucks. Yeah. (sighs) Mm, Eighty percent. I love eighty percent guns. They're hilarious. Two pounds. Yeah. Two pounds flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, there's your answer. It'd be perfect Kelly. for kids. That's a yeah. lot. That's a lot it's of plastic. A lot of plastic. It's two pounds. Yeah. 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 Upper's polymer, lower's polymer. Yeah. It's plastic. Yeah. Again. Still. You know, yeah. M- you know, the MMP fifteen twenty two was there was some issues with it because it was plastic though. Mm-hmm. A lot, actually. So anyways. Yeah. All right. Um Tenda. Tenda had 500 rounds of buckshot for 300 bucks. Uh, they do not anymore. Oh, Bad, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They sold out for some reason. That's the cheapest I've seen buckshot for a long time. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, sorry, mm. it's uh, not there anymore. And then I believe yeah. this is Kyle's. We've got the Alpha yeah. Competition Series for the Smith and Wesson MMP. Yeah, Sweet. it was teased last week, and we speculated, and it's Here it confirmed. Is. Hmm. For the MMP series pistols and 2.0. Yeah. 
Gen yeah. one and two point Oh, that's those it's, are the two parts. The, the parts you need. So like the yeah. uh, sear there uh, yeah. is definitely a part you need on the MMP. The uh, this guy here, the the plunger, the like, plunger. Yeah, yeah. You could you can polish and reshape the factory one if yep. you so choose, or you can just use. Or this you can one. just get those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then the tr- the the trigger is like kind of crappy on the uh, on the MMP. So getting like a more yeah. solid aluminum one definitely going to make yeah. a difference. Yeah. Well, even but after all the- doing a trigger job on an MMP that's still spongy and like Jerry Mitchell yeah. did a video and he showed it breaking. It's a ninety degree break. Yeah, uh, that's, that's nice. Awesome. Hmm. Yeah, the sear the sear is the real hero here. That's that's the piece that's doing <laughs> yeah. all the work there. All yeah. heroes, not all heroes wear capes. Is that it? Yeah, I think I think a lot of this stuff was just like uh, shot show announcements and that kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like last year's shot show was like kind of lame, and this year's shot show there was a lot more like interesting things that came yeah. out. Well, last year it was, it was um, all online. They didn't actually have a physical show. Hmm. Yeah, this is his first yeah. year back. But they wanted to bring some stuff out with a bang, I think, and to attract people too. Yep. They wanted to attract people because people are still wary of going. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, not like we wanted to go at all. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Next year, I'm booking my vacation now. Okay, all right. Let's uh, let's get into the main topic. So for tonight's main topic, we have William William Horvath from Tactics Training Group uh, on tonight, and he's going to be talking to us a little bit about his company. But uh, first of all, William, thanks for coming on tonight. It's great. Thanks to for see having you. me. Yeah, appreciate that. Thank you. So uh, you contacted me a little while ago about uh, your company itself, and particularly you were interested in maybe looking at maybe um, a range day for women and introducing mm-hmm. them a little bit more into the shooting sports and getting the Correct. fundamentals underneath their belt. Yep. And I thought that was fantastic, by the way. But also you started talking about your company. I thought it was super mm-hmm. interesting. And you in particular, you're a super interesting man as well. And then I said, "Do you want to come on the show?" And you said, "Sure." So yeah, give it a try. Yeah, yeah. Take, so, I'll take my foot out of my mouth now, so that. I can get there. <laughs> so you told me all about yourself, um, yes. some of your background in that as well, and the reason I think it's uh, pretty interesting some of the stuff yeah. that you've done. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we're going to talk about the company sure. itself and what you do. Yeah. Well, um, I run a. I have two companies. Uh, I run a business in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. Eastern Caribbean. I've been there for 10 years. Uh, I come back and forth every three, five, six weeks. Uh, I deal with law enforcement and military um, down in the islands. And really the, the company is to, it's a training company, but uh, we also do some other things. Close protection is one of them. Yeah. And we have a team that we, um, that we roll with if there's a, a need for, uh, close protection for a high value, whether person, whether it's he's going somewhere on business or he's with his family and he's traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we provide protection, a layer of protection for them, um, either on the island or it could be in any other part of uh, South or Central America, which is okay. which is kind of fun. So I get, we get to travel and see some different uh, locations that uh, sometimes they're non-permissive or they have been in the past and that some people may feel, well, you know what, why don't we take some people that know what they're doing in case they um, run into harm's way. So it's uh, yeah. it's a lot of fun, long hours, but uh, it's all in the planning to, for that kind of work. Okay. If um, if you plan ahead, you're good to go. On the, on the training side, um, I do work with civilians down there, but primarily it's a law enforcement training 
um, the uh, the teams guys, um, people that are uh, in the in the bad parts of their community, working undercover on a regular basis, or the gun unit, or major crime unit, the drug squad. Um, they have a level of training in the Caribbean, uh, but it's antiquated. And I've been able to um, take advantage of some of the training that I've done over the years. Yeah. And bring it forward for them, right? Because okay. a lot of things have changed since mm-hmm. when they were first trained. Yep. Yeah. So why don't we talk about that training specifically that you've done? And then we're going to, we will cover the stuff that uh, the close protection detail, because I think it's super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But why don't we talk yeah. about that training that you've done? Um, to prepare yourself for that. Right. So back in 07, 08, I went to the States and did uh, several months of close protection training in Arkansas. Okay. And yep. And uh, the guys that were um, running that training facility were ex-Royal Marines. I guess you're always a Royal Marine, but they were (laughs) transplanted from the UK, if you can believe it, to Arkansas, which strikes me as kind of strange at the time because Arkansas is, you know, deep in the, yeah, south. in the South. Right. Right. So, um, great football town though. I mean, there's more people in the stadium than the town itself. It seemed, yeah. uh, <laughs> great experience. That's where I kind of cut my teeth on, um, learning close protection, um, the skill set, the mindset. Cause again, it's all in the planning when you're doing a, a, a detail on close protection, whether it's right. a, you're with just you and the principal, or there's a team of six. It's really all in the planning. And the teams that um, usually don't get into trouble um, are the teams that have prepared um, and advanced the training, um, advanced the uh, the plan ahead of time, and they right. know exactly what they're going to do should they see something go wrong. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so it started there. It yeah. started there. That's where I learned all the foreign weapons, um, and then moving back to um, Canada, um, uh, I started getting more involved in that security uh, mm-hmm. trade and then went back to the States to start doing some firearms training. Okay. And, uh, started with... Um, you went to the Academy, haven't you? Well, I did. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's a real, that's a heck of a thing. That, uh, the, the training that I managed to get involved with there, I wouldn't be able to do now because they've created... Um, their legal team can create it sort of an ITAR, I believe an ITAR uh, thing where if you weren't badged yeah. officer or badged military, you weren't getting in. But I, as a civilian, I managed to do the majority of all of their law enforcement and military certifications, including most of the instructor calls, cool. which I'm very grateful for because I wouldn't be in the position I am in now if I wasn't able to get into that stream as a civilian. So um, made some good friends. The instructors there are all, Top-notch, tier one dudes, yeah. SEALs, Green Berets, Rangers, you name it, SWAT dudes. And I learned a ton. And um, I just, you know, it's knowledge transfer. I just want to take what I know and and learned mm-hmm. and pass it along to other people mm-hmm. um, on the professional side and then on the civilian side, which just brings me to yeah. you know, the, the, the things that I'm doing back in Canada in, in Ontario here. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about that, the civilian sure. side of things. Um, yeah. You have a course that's going to be happening this weekend. I uh, do. It, yeah. yeah. So why don't we talk about that a little bit and how, yeah. if people are interested, where it is, first of all. Yeah, what it's it in Gra- it's in Gravenhurst. Um, I do some training classes out of Gravenhurst and I also go further north to uh, Powassan. Okay. Um, just a beautiful place. I tell you, it's, the range is stellar. Um, it's been there a while. 
And um, I'm now trying to, yeah, so I'll get to that in a sec if I can. But yeah, so the training on the weekend is a basic pistol and rifle class. And those classes, the basic pistol, rifle, shotgun classes, they're meant for novice shooters. And <clears throat> the thing is with shooting, it's really not very difficult. There's, there's just a couple of key fundamentals. Yeah. Um, but once you have those kind of down, um, shooting or shooting and moving or shooting behind obstacles or barricades or under a car or through a windshield, you know, it, it, it's all, that's a learning, a learned skill. It's not intuitive, but you still have to have those fundamentals. right? Mm -hmm. And so the basic classes are just that they're, they're designed for novice shooters to get them on the right track to becoming a, a consistent shooter. They can consistently yeah. hit what they're aiming at and do it in a safe manner. Okay. So that's the idea behind those. Yeah. Okay. So you said that it's a, your basic fundamental course as well. I know that you mm -hmm. have other courses that uh, I do uh, yeah. that you have as well with that. So we run for the um, civilian side of the house. We do a, a basic and intermediate and an advanced both for, well, for all three, pistol, rifle, and shotgun. Yeah. The intermediate involves, starts to involve a lot of mag changes, some movement, um, unusual angles. You'll be shooting, you know, not upside down, but you're on your side or on your back. You'll be shooting and moving across the range. And um, it's a, it's definitely a step up from the basic because, okay. again, we get a lot of people on the basic. That's the first time they bought a handgun. They got their RPL, they went and bought a pistol. Yep. Um, and a rifle, and now they want to get a chance to use it. And so once they've mastered, or not mastered, once they've seen that skill set of um, learning, um, sorry, learning um, uh, the right stance, the right um, sight yep. through, you know, through your sights, um, grip, all of those things, um, then they can just take that away and practice because you can't do something for five or six or eight hours and and know it right so yeah. my idea is to just give them that information send them away and let them get some reps build that into their subconscious and then come come back and do the intermediate and that's where we introduce the the movement okay. and it's a lot of fun because most people don't get a chance to do that in canada where they get yeah. to move um and then in the advanced uh it just picks up another gear um and uh again always with safety in mind but now we're shooting in pairs we're doing some bounding and some barricade work and cool. it's, it's a lot of fun mindful that it's sport shooting so i you know you'll never see me say on a class that this is a tactical okay. you know geared up you know we're gonna go knock some people down like that's just that's in in the u.s that's common common themes defensive yep. people. Yeah, not in Canada. No, this is yeah. sport shooting. I'm just giving you some skills to uh, enjoy, yeah. be safe, and be efficient and economical with your movement. You'll become a better shooter. Yeah, and that's one of the things where I think that we're lacking a little bit here in Canada is those pieces. Whether it's a handgun fundamental course or a rifle fundamental course, unless I agree. So you know, here's the funny thing about that. Sorry, I jumped in there. No, go um, ahead. <laughs> the funny thing about shooting a pistol, a rifle, or a shotgun. The stance is the same, and the and the grip, it's kind of all the same. But yeah. some people get in their mind up. My pistol stance is different than my rifle stance or my shotgun stance. But in fact, why? Why? Why does it have to be different? Why can't it? Whether I'm boxing or shooting a pistol or a rifle or a shotgun, my feet and my 
my my hands and my presentation. It's kind of all the same. Yeah. And so once they realize that, they're like, oh, hey, this is not so difficult, possibly after all, right? And once they, I mean, let's face it, shooting where you want to shoot is all about keeping the muzzle, knowing that there's going to be some movement with the muzzle, mm-hmm. keeping it as still as you can. And when that front sight is acceptable, just bring the trigger to the rear without upsetting the front sight. Bing, bingo, you've got your shot yeah. made, right? But it's keeping that all together. Yeah. yeah. When you do uh, when you do rifle, do you do positional shooting as well or just standing? Uh, no, you mean positional as far as kneeling or on kneeling. your side? Oh, all that. But that's not at the basic, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's in the inter- intermediate. In okay. So if somebody actually wants to take the intermediate, they have to take the basic first with you? No, they don't. Um, but they have to be honest with me. Okay. Uh, one thing I, well, I see, yeah. So I, the one thing I don't want, right. Cause you know, a lot of, a lot of training companies, you know, again, I'm referring to the States, but yeah, uh, they re- a requirement is, you know, if you're going to take pistol one Oh four, you need to have taken pistol one Oh three. And I'm not going to be that strict on it, but I need you to be honest with me and, and really um, be good at self-assessment mm-hmm. because the last thing I want, is going to having an intermediate class or god forbid an advanced and this individual's got a couple of hours on his on his weapon yeah well, i should say firearms sorry firearms okay. yeah. and uh it slows it slows the whole train down because you're only as fast as the slowest yeah person right so that's the thing i have to be careful so i ask some more, i ask a few more questions if they haven't taken something with me i ask a few more questions and you know you can kind of suss out usually if they're going to be yeah, okay. If they're going to be okay or not. Yeah. So if somebody is interested in taking the course on the weekend, first of all, Gravenhurst is in Ontario for anybody who's listening oh, who's yeah. not familiar Sorry. with that. So you right. north of Toronto about two hours. Yeah, you're primarily primarily in that location. Um, yeah. but if somebody's interested in taking one of those courses, what do they need for equipment? Or do you supply equipment? So I can. I have rentals okay. um, if they need it, but usually uh, I would like them to have their own their own equipment, so their own pistol, yeah. their own rifle or shotgun. They need a, a gun belt with a, a good holster. It doesn't necessarily have to have retention okay. built into it. Um, they need mag pouches for their pistol, and if we're doing rifle that day as well, then they need some rifle pouches as well. Uh, a sling is always a great idea. I mean, yes, we can do it without, but in, on the intermediate, it's a must because we're doing transitions from rifle to pistol and back again, so you need to have a sling. Okay. I prefer two point slings to single points, but everybody has their own idea. Yeah. Uh, single points are great for, um, you know, close quarter stuff, uh, uh, yep. close, close protection stuff, really small packages, MPX, K, yeah. you know, the real short ones. But when you've got a, a spec, a, what is it? The Spectre or the Kodiak 180 yeah. on a single point sling, that's just not going to work. Yeah. It's just too long of a platform right so mm-hmm. what preference do you have for a rifle then so are so in canada people are going to have to bring something like a well, we got that whole prohibited or, thing going yeah right so, so what there's can lots they of bring? Stuff out there yeah there's lots there's lots so um if you're flush and you've got deep pockets the apc 223 boy you can't go wrong with that okay. um, <laughs> you can get that in the non-restricted version or a restrict unbelievably and wonderfully it's the restricted only yeah right so i i run the 10 and a half it's a great a great platform it's the smoothest action I've ever run, and I've run a few, and it's fantastic. Uh, but on the non-restricted side, there's the, what is it, uh, the FX9. Yep. There's the Kodiaks. There's yep. the uh, Wolverine MCRs. 
Um, the guys run 22s, you know, it's fine. Okay. You know, the Ruger PC. PC uh, carbine, yeah. Right, so. yeah, and they're all great. It doesn't have to have a really loud bang, you know, to work it. But a lot of people, you know, are new to um, optics, red dots. So critical, really. I mean, you can do everything with irons, but you're just going to be slower running irons than you are with a red dot. So I encourage people yeah. to get a red dot, get it zeroed in, um, and uh, and then and then come on out. So have that sling, okay. have a two point sling because with a single point, if you're transitioning, guess where that rifle is going to go when you drop it? It's going to slam you in the junk. So yeah. sorry, can I say that? Well, not me, but right, no, sure yeah. but it would still be uncomfortable. I would have to. I would have yeah, to think. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so what distances do you shoot at for, for rifles? Is it just right. close? Well, close so on? again, because it's, uh, again, on the basic, we do yeah. a lot of a lot of work at the between the 5 and the 15. Okay. Be- because here's the thing, uh, and more so with the pistol. Why shoot at 15 if you can't hit what you're aiming at at 3? Because it's new to you, right? Mm-hmm. So I want people to be, number one, safe. If, if you're not safe you can't come out to play right so okay. we, we really promote safety and then repeatability is everything if i make a fluke shot at 15 but every other shot's off the board that's not training that's just wasting rounds so um my idea is to get everybody in close work on that skill set that again that base that fundamental base and then work our way back Right. Okay. I do the same thing with the rifle, especially in the basic or the shotgun. As as the course levels get a, a little bit more difficult, then we can move back and we start working out to the 50 if the range has that capability. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but I, I, I'm not a, uh, although I've done sniper classes in Tennessee and PRS, um, that type of thing, that's not my forte. Mm-hmm. And uh, so w- I'm not a precision guy, so I'm not going to say, hey, we're spending a day on our stomachs shooting out to 500. It'll break my back, to be honest. I can't. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. So if somebody is taking this course, what do you think that the – so is it for just the fundamental piece, or can they transition that to specifically sports shooting, like three-gun or something oh, else like that? 100%. But, yeah. and, and here's the thing. So my classes – Although it's sports shooting, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what we do here. Um, yeah. It is taken from a defensive perspective. Okay. So I take everything that I learned, for example, at SIG, and I will. Again, I was on the LE side of the th- of the house, so yep. some of those things we are not going to do as civilians. But but the movement is similar. In fact, it's the same. Right. The difference between how I would do something if I was working in a law enforcement capacity to mm-hmm. civilian, right? IPSC and IDPA, you've got that. My muzzle has to be at the backstop, whichever direction I'm going. So if I'm running sideways, I've got to point it Correct. to the berm, right? Right. There's no breaking the 180. That doesn't exist in my world. You know, we're all, we just accept that we're not going to be able to keep to a 180 rule. But on in the civilian stuff, we absolutely want to try to do that. Uh, so we're not making people uncomfortable, but the movement itself translates definitely into the IDPA IPSC. Yeah. Um, for me, I took the black badge a long time ago, just for vetting, to be honest. If okay. I was traveling somewhere and I wanted to go shoot, oh, I've got my black badge. Well, come on in, right? As opposed yeah. to, well, who are you? Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, while the, the, the IPSC and IDPA shooters are spot on, they're 
pistol arrows. The thing with that, and in, in sort of when I'm working with the law enforcement community, I can't just go running through that door and shoot down those plates because I'm on mm-hmm. a clock. Right. Because I have to train like there's something on the other side. Could maybe- Shooting back. Right. 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 Which is why I took the simunition. If you're familiar with simunition, it's less lethal yep. munitions. Yeah. So I took that instructor course in Connecticut years ago, and that's what started my training evolution, really. And then I went to Surefire and did the low light pistol and rifle um, instructor for law enforcement. And that's when I bumped into SIG and spent six years, seven years training there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you talk about, um, well, you talked about it this course this weekend. Yeah. Uh, if people are interested in either coming to the course this weekend or potentially coming to the course in the future, yeah. where can they contact you? I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about some other things, but where can they sure. sign up for this? Well, while we're talking, so, they can go and sign up right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. So um, the best thing to, for them to do is just go to the, my website, which okay. is uh, tactics group Um I, never been on social media a colleague of mine set me up on that it's kind mm-hmm. of interesting the whole um what do you call it facebook see me look at that look at facebook and, <laughs> and what's the other one what, instagram what instagram thank you you're on there too we posted it. Right. but but i would never have been able to do that on my own so again i'm a bit of an idiot when it comes to this stuff um so all of that information about how to get a hold of me is definitely on those two platforms okay. and it's kind of cool because i've been getting bumped into from people right across right across Canada, which is kind of neat. Awesome. And what I'm, of course, I not everybody can come to me and I understand that. And so yeah. what I've said to people and my goal in the next year is to try to find some ranges across the 401 corridor between Windsor yeah. and Cornwall and see if I can make relationships with some ranges to host classes so that yeah. if some a group of people in Kingston want to get together and do some shooting, put together eight, eight or 10, 12, however many people, and I'll come out and, and join you. It's a lot more economical for them. They don't have to travel the hotel and all yeah. that. Yeah. Um, the classes are really reasonable. Too. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. How much is it for the class? Because we didn't cover that. Yeah. Standard classes, uh, a day class is uh, 200. And, it's 225 if you're a member at whatever the club is. And yeah. I, it's an extra, usually it's an extra five bucks for the club if it's non-member. So 230 max plus your ammunition. Yeah. And then of course, you know, whatever you're eating and where you're staying, if you're having to travel to come, come yeah. see and us. How much ammunition should people prepare? Yeah. I'd like to shoot, you know, so, um, <laughs> and the bad weather kind of slows us down a little bit, right? Cause we're all Michelin tire men with bulky jackets and stuff. Yeah. When the weather is, um, you know, more favorable, uh, you're going to shoot like for sure. A pistol course is going to be 300 rounds. Rifle courses are going to be, um, Four, you know, three, 300, 400 rounds. And uh, I, I run, so right now I'm running a blended, blended courses. So half okay. the day is pistol for the basic and half the day is rifle. But um, as we get into higher levels, it can be a one day or a two day course just for pistol or just yeah. for rifle. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you will be shooting a lot. It's better to not scrimp on ammo. And, and I don't set, like, I won't say, okay, we're running these drills and we're running five rounds per drill. I do that in the beginning for the, for the basic stuff. But yep. as we get shooting and, and get some more experience and confidence, you know, if you want to run, if we want to run that drill 10 times because everybody wants to, well, let's run it. I mean, yeah. if we go over time, I don't care. I love shooting. It's not work to yeah. me. It's a lot of fun. So, yeah. yeah. A lot of people are like that. Too. Be, be prepared to shoot. Yeah. Be, definitely. Which is great. Cause yeah. if I'm going to a course, guess what? I want to shoot. 
Of course, you didn't know. Right? Yeah. That's oh. what I want to. Yeah. I want to take the knowledge that I've been taught, and I want to yeah. actually put it into. Practical and you know, speaking of knowledge, you, you hit on something there, Kelly. Speaking of knowledge, so, um, you know, a lot of instructing in years gone was, yeah. you know, there's a there's a count for like if you're drawing from the holster, it was master grip on the pistol. Yeah. Re defeat retention if you have it. Bring the hands together. Push, push it out. out. Get your sight. Right, get your alignment, get your sights, press the shot. Well, you know what? We know what we have to do. The end game is to get the pistol up on target and look at your front sight. So just do it. Mm -hmm. We don't need to count like children one, two, three. <laughs> Let's just get the gun out in a safe manner, mm -hmm. right? And be economical with our movement and efficient. That just breeds smoother and, and faster presentation yep. but we're never in a race to get to the to the target right it you know once you get there you have to slow down right so it's like get to the party quick but go slowly through the door yeah so when we're shooting when we're pressing that shot do not be in a, in a rush to press that trigger because if you disrupt the front sight then it was all for nothing because you're going to miss you're so going to miss yep you're going to miss. But so we try to just pare it down. If somebody has an unorthodox style of presentation or gripping the gun, but they're repeatable and they're successful with whatever I'm asking them to do. Yeah. Why am I, why am I going to try to change that? You know, you might look silly, like standing on one leg and, you know, or holding the gun upside down and shooting with your pinky, but I'm sort of being ridiculous there. But the point is if you have an unorthodox style of presentation and delivering the shot, but you hit everything that you're aiming at, God love you. You're better than me. Just yeah. do whatever you keep doing, right? I'm not going to try to break something that doesn't need fixing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to try to fix something that needs, it's not broken. It's just the way you do it. And we're all different, right? Um, yeah. I've got tons of injuries from sports and car accidents and all kinds of nonsense. And, and so my flexibility is going to be a lot different than somebody half my age, you know, gymnast, right? They can do all yeah. kinds of pretzel maneuvers and that sort of thing. Whereas I'm an old goat and uh, I act accordingly. So, um, yeah, you know, my, goat what it stands for, right? Well, you know what? I just found that out about six greatest months. of all time. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I shouldn't even say it anymore. Another word comes to mind, but I can't say it. On here, but, <laughs> yeah. so, and that's a funny story that I'll tell you off camera sometime. They used to okay. call me o some of the students that, who became friends of mine and say called me OC, not OG, OC. Okay. Because I made I made a, a, a an error in judgment. We were running a drill, and I'm stubborn to be honest. So I okay. tried to be as quick and try to beat all the young guys. Because to me, it's just it's a good feeling, mm -hmm. bet besting somebody who's half my age, which is typically the way it was. Because I'm 60 this year, so uh, I called myself something an old, and I made a mistake that it stuck. And uh, <laughs> for years they call me they call me OC. Okay. So, but we're not going to say the part of it. But. Okay. So OC, let's talk OC, about. It. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, if they plan for a full day, uh, it's yeah. two hundred and thirty. Say, say two thirty. Two thirty. No, no, yeah. no more than that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I I seen a, other schools in the years gone that will charge three three fifty. But why? You know, you don't. I, I'm not in it for the money. To be quite honest okay. it's all about just sharing some information and knowledge transfer and and i when i'm shooting and i go to the range of doing my own thing and i see people i can't help but say you know would you be interested in hearing how maybe that can 
get fixed. Yeah. Because that's why I did all this. You know, I did it to share it. I might okay. keep it all to myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't need to make it expensive, I guess is my point. Perfect. Well, yeah, that course, course cost that that's incredible. Cause I don't pretty reasonable, think, right? It's, yeah, I would, it's not, very it's not fair. Fair. I think it's probably the cheapest course I've actually yeah. heard of for a single day. I'm usually looking more yeah. like $400 for a single right. day. So, right. And I suppose to be honest, if that's my sole source of income, that's what I'm going to do, but it's not. And, uh, again, I know, you know, a lot of people have been affected by this pandemic and lost their jobs and or reduced hours. And it's it's difficult. Ammunition costs have kind of yeah. gone up. Mm-hmm. So why am I going to add to that? You know, come on out, have some fun. If I hope to see you again on the next class. Yeah, right? so, awesome. yeah that's great. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So mm-hmm. some of the other things that you do is yeah. you actually also, uh, so William, William here, he works for, he's a guard, an arm guard. Sorry, William, my... I pulled, I'm an armed guard. No, another. So oh. William Saunders here. Oh, 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 talking about he was going to be taking a course. Uh, oh, he see. wants to take a course with you, but nice. he may have already taken a course with you. Why don't you talk about what you oh, do shoot. from a non-civilian side of things? Some of the training. Right. So you mean law enforcement and the military guys down south? Uh, no, I'm talking about the armed guards here. That oh, the armed guards, yeah, cash yeah. and transit. Right, yeah. right, right. Sorry. So the ATC course <laughs> authorization yeah. to carry. Yeah. So if you're a new a new um, employee to an armed guard company, you have to take a five day course. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of uh, lecture in the, in the beginning and then it moves to the range and we do a lot of practical shooting. Um, a lot of fun, shoot some rounds. Um, it's, it's not difficult again, but once you have that good base, mm-hmm. everything makes, it makes everything so much easier. Okay. I've met some, met some really great people um, doing that. So if you're not, if you're already working for someplace, you need to, I think your annual, you need to recall. So I get some guys that come and do the recertification, which is like a four or five hour class, which yeah. is just, uh, you know, we go back over the, the, the written classroom stuff just to make sure that they're up on it. And if there's any changes to use of force or anything like that, and then it's back onto the range, run the quals and, uh, you know, they bring their gear and, um, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's yeah. fun. So uh, you do it across the country or just here in Ontario? No, so I'm licensed in Ontario only. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Um, now, I would love to do it, wouldn't I? But I don't think the CFO allows us a blanket. No. I think it's per province, yeah, so, okay. which is a shame. All right. So you talked about it the first of the interview. You do do some stuff down in – not – down in the Caribbean, by the way. Mm. Welcome back to Canada where it's freezing cold and it yes. hurts to breathe. Yeah. You know, that <laughs> yeah. sort of stuff. Um, I, I bought a really warm coat for Saturday, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so it's pretty interesting, and that's re- one of the reasons why I also wanted you on the show, mm. is to talk about the uh, close protection detail, because I don't think we've ever had anybody that's been on the show that does that. Okay. So talk about yeah. that from the perspective of training the individuals, and then also if people are interested – what are, what are some of the things that they need to do to, to become to get into something? that? Yeah. yeah that, I just had a conversation feeling. with a guy on um, Facebook about this just a couple of days ago. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting that you, you bring that up. So the close protection in Canada, there's not a lot of work for it, to be honest, because Canada is deemed pretty safe and it is for the most part, although we're having gun guns going off every night in the city. Um, but uh the, the training has two different avenues. One is permissive and one is non-permissive. So one is sort of an executive type of um, close protection training where you are a security driver 
and you usually have your principal and you are responsible for that person's you know movements through the course of his day yeah. um and then you park him at night in his house and off you go you go home and it's not usually a 24 7 type of arrangement um, a lot of the ceos for banks use that type of service through the major security companies here in ontario and um you know if that's your game and you enjoy it that's fantastic you're not armed um you're armed with this right again okay. because using your using your mind muscle is what's going to usually get you out of trouble right mm -hmm. it's it's only that you know unless you were in a really non-permissive environment where they're coming for you or your principal regardless of what you can sort of mitigate that's another whole animal altogether which is the training that i did down in the states for that yeah um right so um that's another um that's another kettle of fish. It's a lot of fun. A lot of planning again goes into those things. And um, there are courses not in Canada really to take, you know, to be a proficient in that sort of thing. You have to go either to Europe or into the States for that yeah. kind of training. Yeah. And, but it's, it's great. So if the, if somebody is interested and you were talking about ITAR specifically, it's going to be difficult for somebody to go down there unless they're, they're military or they're law enforcement. So the, it's funny, you know, it, it depends on the, it depends really on the outfit, the agency or the, not the agency, but the training facility that's yeah. offering these courses. Some will say, no, it's not ITAR. Come and we'll take your money and we'll teach you how to be an armed professional, which is fine. Um, I just, and a lot of the stuff at SIG, for example, is still civilian consumable. You can yeah. go from any country, go down and, and take some great, great classes on the civilian side of the house, just the, the the LE and the military side of things, they really tighten down who and who cannot participate. I just was fortunate that when I got in, I ran through everything in about five or six years going three or four times yeah. a year. And I managed to get all of that under my belt. If I wanted to go back now, I would not, as much as they would love to you know, have me back because you know, I, I got to meet some really cool guys and mm. make some friendships. I'm just not allowed. And it's yeah. just there. That's their legal department saying, sorry, we can't have you back to do that, yeah. which, is, which is fine. But there's other schools that will allow you to um, take that close protection training. You know, um, I think and, it has to do with public domain, quite frankly. But it's also yeah. uh, when you get to that upper level, then ITART is really yeah. I mean, some, some information, yeah. just just the, the, the manuals. Is yeah. ITAR. Like, and, and, you know, you can be in the United States and get it. Like a lot of people here, a lot of the guys that want to take the class, they they like to wear plate carriers. They're wearing yeah. helmets and night vision and all that sort of thing. And I'm like, bring it. Yeah, if that's something you're comfortable wearing, bring, yeah. bring it along. Um, I do a low light course. I do a lot of night vision stuff as well. So I have all of that equipment if they want to run run that we do low light for civilians all you know it's it's a fun class it's white light yeah. it's not it's not ir but it's white light and it most people don't get a chance to shoot in the dark and it's a lot of fun so cool. we do those as well but um these so what with, with itar for example some of the mounts that sit on the front of the helmet to mount your night vision yeah. is itar I know. why why is that itar i mean I so know. companies have started making you know, copies of more, the more like Wilcox makes probably arguably yeah. the best mount for that kind of gear. And there's co other companies now that are saying, no, buy it from us. We'll, we'll sell it to you. So yeah. Yeah. I so, tell the tricky. 
It is. It really, really is. Um, and you can't buy it. You can't ship it up here. Or you get in trouble. And that's no, I know. There's it happens uh, all the time, mind you. But yeah, it, people take their chances when they do it. Yeah. There's yeah. I, I, just on a little bit of a side note. I know somebody who bought a pair of pants uh, and a and a belt with a buckle. Not and it was it was no, really? it wasn't shipped. Oh, anyways, oh wow, tactical yeah. belt, tactical pants. It was a tactical no go, man. No go. Holy it was God. the belt. He got the pants, but anyways, oh, yeah. military grade pants. Yeah. Yeah. Try getting a Safari Land belt. Like you're starting to see them now, but before, like a few yeah. years ago, trying to find a Safari Land belt in Canada, couldn't do it. Can you couldn't order yeah. it from the states? People were people were having a hard time about yeah. four or five years ago. It's one of the reasons I'm an instructor down in the U.S. as well uh, with nice. uh, uh, with uh, Project Appleseed. Uh, which is the marksmanship clinic down there for for rifle specific. Uh, I I trained down there. I ran courses down there or helped out of courses, and then coming back up here to Canada and with Artar recently, we're not able to go down there and train. However, Jeez. we run our program here in Canada, and we'll accept yeah. you know we'll accept yeah. um, Americans coming over right. as long as sure you know but we're COVID. friendly. Canadians yeah. Friendly. <laughs> anyway, so now, speaking of, speaking of uh, the NRA. Um, Years ago, I did their pistol rifle and shotgun instructor class, but they have uh, some advanced levels for that type of work as well. And that's all ITAR. They, there's some uh, guys that um, are instructors in the Caribbean. They cannot get requalified, recertified through NRA because they've now made it ITAR. They cannot share that information yeah, outside yeah, the country. Difficult. Yeah. So Crazy. somebody, if we can go back to down Sorry. in the Caribbean... Yeah. Um, so, uh, you spend a lot of time in the U.S. Or sorry, not in the U.S. In the Caribbean, you were you were yeah. talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but with how busy it is it down there? Do you need uh, staff? Um, and again, I was trying to to get to the point where if people were interested in going down there, um, to take a class, you mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think so, Kelly's looking to get a job down there. Yeah. That's what I, 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 I wish she was asking. Yeah. Are you hiring? Yeah, right. Uh, I think so we all love that. Yeah. It, it is busy. Um, you know, the thing is, like the Caribbean is a bit of the wild west, I'll be honest. They have have use and carry, so there's guys walking around. There's a lot of people in the islands that are walking around carrying a pistol. Yeah. Sadly, mm-hmm. overwhelming majority are not very proficient in yeah. the use of that gun, especially in a defensive situation so um we do classes for have use and carry holders but again um deal more mostly or try to deal a lot with the law enforcement the armed professional guys whether it's cash in transit like in an atc up here yeah um or it's just teams that are putting themselves in harm's way on a regular nightly basis in fact really quick i did a vehicle counter ambush course just a few years ago before covid and um one of the guys got into it with uh, some bad guys were in the middle in a sedan. The get the gun unit was in front. Um, my, my buddy was in follow car. Mm-hmm. It went South. I think the gang, the gun unit sort of played their hand early. They backed up over my buddy's car, just the way it worked out. He was, the vehicle was taken out of the fight and he immediately started taking rounds coming into his car. So he put a nice tight hole through the windscreen to avoid the deviation and, and uh, deflection, put yeah. some accurate rounds into the back of the car, did somehow get take a bullet through its right-hand drive. So he took a bullet through his car door, went through his forearm and lodged superficially wow. in his chest, but had the presence of mind, again, because of training, because it's not intuitive, he swam out of through the passenger door, 
got to the rear of his car, did a one-handed mag change because this hand was was out of it. But this is all stuff that we had trained six months before this event. Yeah. Mm. And then his colleagues took him out and got him out of there. And, um, you know, from his hospital bed, he told the uh, commissioner, man, if I didn't have Will's, it could have been anybody. It happened to be me training, yeah. doing it. He says, if I didn't have that training under my belt, I wouldn't have known instinctively what to do. Right. Mm. So um, I feel, again, knowledge transfer. That's kind of mm. why I do this stuff. That just reinforces, you know, why I want to pass this information on it's it's saved his life and he's a great yeah. guy and he's back on the job and you know fighting the fight that's great yeah so typically it's good to hear yeah so typically mm. the protection detail is with politicians celebrities all of that you're right yeah so like i have um a, a, one of my colleagues is very well connected with some very wealthy people whether they're old money and they inherited through family trusts okay. or they are a sort of new new breed of multi-millionaires. Uh, one guy in particular, salt of the earth. This guy, he was born and raised in Scarborough, Ontario. But he's just that genius guy that did some stuff in his basement that turned into... Big. It blew up. Huge. Huge. Yeah. yeah. But, he, but he's still a regular Joe. It's it's, it's fantastic. Um, awesome. So his uh, other half is from Colombia. So we were... He was spending New Year's in Columbia. He any nice thing about this fellow, he brings his high school friends and young friends with him from youth along for the ride. Every year, wherever they go, they bring a bunch of friends. So we had 10, I think, in the party. And so four of us um, formed up when we traveled with them to Columbia for Christmas and New Year's. Uh, again, so planning, right? All in the yeah. planning for that kind of thing. Um, we had some locals that were armed because we don't travel in those countries with uh, with firearms. Um, but we kind of had an arrangement that should anything go loud, the guys with the guns are going to be right beside us, and we're probably going to take the gun and do what we can. Yeah, that sort of thing. But yeah, um, we're proficient in them. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't come didn't come to that, and uh, everybody had a great time. It's long days because these people don't have schedules. So yeah, again, I'm an old scope <laughs> right. Scope. <laughs> I'm usually in bed by ten, I'm usually in bed by ten o'clock, but you okay. know, but I'm up I'm up at five. But these guys, they nap until ten, yeah, at night, and we're out till five or six in the morning having drinks. Yeah. Well, they are, and we're doing you're, what we're supposed to do. We're watching them, yeah. And you know, we had a couple of minor things in Cartagena, but uh, a lot of fun anyway. It was good and a good for the guys that are on the on the team. It's just really good dude stuff you know we're always yep. just taking the piss out of each other can i say that sorry yeah, sure we're just, you know we're having we're having fun having fun breaking each other's balls and stuff and it's yeah. a, it's a good time yeah so it's something that you obviously love you've been doing it for a little bit fun. and yeah, yeah and fun. you're training other people to do it and it's yeah fun. yeah and that's why i like so as much as i like doing the arm pro stuff mm -hmm. i really like seeing the civilians come out because when i see the light switch go on it's just like, that's why I'm doing this, because these people are really enjoying themselves, right? It doesn't yeah. cost a lot. They're getting something out of it, and they're safe, because I see a lot of nonsense out there. Mm -hmm. And um, so if I can sort of redirect some of that energy and make it, you know, a skill set and a mindset that's much more safe, boy, that's that's a win for me, right? Yeah. And they always have fun. They tell some of their friends, and, you know, it kind of keeps the train going. Although I've been doing this not for very long up here. Um, I'm getting some traction. I'm enjoying it. So people seemingly are having fun and learning yeah. something and see how it goes. But okay. the thing with the girls, right? The yep. women's CCFRY ecology is because again, SIG, 
noticed or saw an opportunity years ago about doing women's only classes and boy, they take off and it's, it's massive. Mm -hmm. So, um, because it seems like, uh, from what I see, especially down in the Caribbean as well. So some girls want to come to the, to, to shoot and then it's, you know, they got to rely on whoever brought them. Well, whoever brought them doesn't really have any training, do they? So they're learning all kinds of nonsense <laughs> from the get-go. But, but that's a bad skill set in the beginning, yeah. right? That's all kind of bad training scars. So to me, it's like, it's like okay, look, a lot of women want to shoot. Yep. So let's let's try to offer them some, some decent quality training, training <laughs> and then let them go and practice it. Right. And then they can share it with their yep. friends. And yep. that's kind of why I was doing it because yeah. it, it worked famously for SIG, although SIG has a bunch of spot on female instructors, you know, they're stuck with this up here and not some, uh, not some SWAT chick, you know, who's teaching the class, but, <laughs> you know, but Hey, you get hey. what you get. Yeah. You never know. You may you may want some female instructors up here to help you with that and do well. I absolutely do. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. And because I think that uh, I think in part the a lot of women will want to have yeah a woman on the firing line You're teaching right. them as well. I think and that's, that's what we try to do with I our women's training. Cool. Yeah. I think that's totally cool. But yeah, you know, so if I could work with some, you know, in the fullness of time work with some some women to who are instructors and maybe just show them kind of my side of things and yep. see if it, it gels mm -hmm. um i used to do self-defense classes for um like in corporations and businesses and a lot of women came out to the class and um i found that a lot of you know out of a group of 10 women and this could be guys as well so i'm not just saying it's for women but you'll get a couple that are just aggressive and assertive right? They're going to go and kick that guy, you know, punch that guy in the throat. Perfect. You're going to get two or three that are just real timid. And that goes for guys as well. Yeah. They're just yep. right. And then everybody in the middle doesn't, sh they're not sure which way they want to go. Right. But at the end of those classes that I used to teach all the time, you know, most of them sort of jumped on the, Hey, I think I can do this. And that's the same thing I want to do with shooting. I, Hey, I can do this. I, yeah. I can become pretty proficient at this and, and safe. And, um, that just keeps the sport shooting community alive and, and kicking, you know? Awesome. Yeah. See where this is all going to go. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I support it 100%. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think that, cool. yeah, we need to get more women into shooting and that's one Absolutely. of the reasons why we're yeah. working so hard to do that. Nice. Well, women, if I can help in any way, you let me know. Yeah. Well, thanks for reaching out to me. It's great yeah. that you were able to come on tonight. Do you guys, uh, Adriel, Mo, have... Do you have any questions for, for William before we let him go? You mentioned the Wild West. So what are the, the laws like then? And oh, right. Some of those, like, yeah. like, are people carrying illegally or people care, or well, they're actually thing. legally allowed and to those, carry? So they're legally allowed. Okay. Right? It's, it's a real vetting process, and you have to have a reason why. So if you are a little shop owner and you've been robbed, you're going to get a gun. You go okay. through the channels, you know. Uh, so if you if you carry cash for the workers on a construction site, you're going to get a gun. Okay. Um, if um, if you are on the wrong side of the fence and you are caught with one cartridge in your pocket, you are going straight to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. You're going to jail. So it's very strict on firearms. They do not want to mess around with that. 
And um, if you've used a firearm in an offense, you are definitely, you're gone for a long time, which is, I think is great. I don't have any, any remorse. If, if you're a bad guy and you do something wrong and you're malicious and you intend to hurt people, off you go. Like, but it sounds you know, like they will give they will, they will give more carry permits they for, give a ton. With, for reasons for reasons. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they, well, they Canada, yes, of course. Yeah, no, no, and, and again, they they don't. So down there, the mentality is: if you have a reason to have a firearm and you're a good okay. a good person, we'll mm-hmm. give you one, right? Yeah. What I don't like is that they don't require a lot of training. Yeah. And so, I do classes. Again, kind of those vehicle counter ambush classes, I kind of dumb it down. Not dumb it down, that's the wrong word, but you know what I mean. I civilianized it. Um, So it's much more of a defensive thing. Like I do assaulting classes on cars for for the police. If they're taking a car or the people into custody and they don't want to come and it goes to guns, I teach them how to get those guys sorted. Right. Yeah. So, but, um, but a lot of the people that carry don't have any proper training. And so... I think that's foolish and and I'm trying to do what I can to change that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it is a bit lawless. Like the guys that I chum around with, the stories that I hear from even just 10 or 15 years ago where guys are in a bar, like you there's no check your gun in at the counter. You're just walking in and they get into an argument and they start putting rounds in the roof and then they get mm. dragged out of there never never to be talked to about it again. Like it's it is some some silliness that goes on um, mm. with firearms, but again, they they are fully um, prepared to give people that are deemed to have need for one. They will get them. Yeah, yeah. So, which I think is fine. I, I'm not I have no issue with that, but I do think agree. they should learn how to use it properly. Right? Yeah, also yeah. agree. Yeah, and you can have more than one. I, I have a f- a good good friend of mine. He carries three pistols at all times. Is he from Texas? (laughs) Yeah, he's from the Eastern Caribbean. And he's like, he's like, well, you know, three is two and two is one and one is nine. You know, all that sort of cliche sayings. But for balance, it really should be four then, right? Well, you know, you're not wrong, Mo. I mean, geez. (laughs) And and he's got a carry license for an AR-15, if you can believe that. Oh, nice. There's only a few of those. There's only a few of those out there, but... He's one of them. Yeah. But yeah, wow. he carries a 45 on his, uh, I've got him converted to appendix and he's got a 38 snub and a car nine in each pocket. Madman. Yeah. Great guy. Great guy. I do anything for him. Good wow. guy. Yeah. would love to hear some of those stories. Ben. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need a, we need a separate <laughs> show for that. Yeah, I think we need a separate really show. Do. You really do. Yeah. 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 So um, yeah. Half for Adriel before we sign off with a, a William. Anything? Yeah. Uh, well, I want to thank you for where you priced yeah. your uh, match at. Thanks for coming on, and I really yeah. wish I lived closer so I could take uh, yeah. take one of your courses. It just where are you half? here? Where, where do you live? Half? Uh, uh, Northern Alberta. Northern Alberta. Yeah. Grand so Prairie. you know what? Funny enough, and Adriel, you're in Edmonton. You said right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting pinged from people all through <laughs> your, your provinces, and so what I keep saying to them is, yeah, put together mm-hmm. some shooters. I'll 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 come out, but. So never say never, half. I, you don't have to come to me. I can always come to you. And Perfect. Adriel, I'd love I to host to you at our, our local range. Yeah, man. would absolutely, absolutely. love yeah. to. I watch, yeah. I watch your video videos, Adriel, on the uh, doing your, your fi- firearm um, reviews and stuff. Reviews and stuff. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Well, well done. Well done. Awesome. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah. yeah, I'll talk with my local group, and we'll see about getting you out here. 
set it up for the lunatic weekend. For the witch? That's already the lunatic weekend. The lunatic possible. It's a shotgun competition. We're all going to go ahead. All right. All right, William, where can people, again, once again, uh, get in contact with you, email or... So tacticsgroupinc.com is the website. Info at would get you to the email. Um, These two social media platforms, yeah, I'm getting bounced, pinged from from those. So that's always pretty good. Um, I answer everything myself, and I'm pretty pretty good with it. So um, uh, no question's a bad question. That's not really true, but, you know, pretty (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm happy to, happy to answer questions and help. And if people have say they're asking, funny thing is before COVID, I was just about set to go to a really, to do the course, to teach the firearms course, right? The Arbel course COVID came. I was like the last group to not, you know, before they pinched, pinched it, I was the one just about to go in and I got cut down. Um, because I get asked all the time, do you offer the, uh, Arbel? I'm like, I no, sadly I don't. Can you help me with it? No, sadly I can't. But you know, I encourage them to Google that RPL in your local area, and yields all kinds of really good instructors to be able to do that. So, yeah. hopefully, I'll be able to do that one day once this whole COVID thing passes us by. Awesome. Yeah. Again, okay. knowledge transfer, right? So yeah. Just teach yeah. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Wonderful. guys. Thanks so much for letting well, me come on. Yeah. And awesome. Cool. We'll be in touch, or I'll be in touch soon. Right. Cool. <laughs> all right. Then. So. I'll say good night. Have a right. good evening. Thanks, William. You too. Thanks, right. William. Great stuff. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks again to William for coming on and talking to us about uh, uh, tactics, technical group there and uh, tactics. What is it? Training group, not tactical group. Uh, and uh, all the interesting stories that he has as well. Uh, not, well, not the stories, the stuff that he does. I want to hear more stories. we got to have him back on to have stories. For sure. Those, those are the cool stuff. I want to know if he actually... I wonder if you can see it. No, you probably can't see him. I wonder if you can tell me who he's. No, he can't do that. <laughs> Damn it. Maybe we can have him on because all the stories will be boring because he can't talk about them. Oh, okay. I'm sure he has some stories that he can talk about, and then the real juicy ones will be later on. Okay. All right. Well, anonymous. Maybe, if yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's get into listener feedback. Listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service uh, gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot blowing, parkerizing, Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms accessories, optics, and more at uh, dcgunsmith.ca. You can also check him out on the Instagrams and Facebook as well. Send uh, him a message and tell him that we sent you and say, hey, Tini. Um, Really good guy. Great service, by the way. All right. Let's get into this email. And you know who I'm giving this to? I'm going to give it to Adriel because it's from Spencer. (laughs) Hey, guys. Your episode with Spectre Ballistics was really interesting. It sounds like the 180 platform is really taking off in Canada. It's kind of frustrating to hear all the cool stuff available to you guys that probably won't make it down to the States. But I guess that's the flip side of what you guys deal with every day. I do see a lot of folks. (laughs) We just talked about it. (laughs) I do see a lot of folks bemoaning the fact that we can't get Chinese guns and the prices for old Norinco stuff is astronomical here. And of course, the escalating bans on Russian guns and now ammo are making things tough there as well. Between the latest ammo ban and the possibility of losing the Ukraine as a source, the worst steel cased 7.62 by 39 ammo is going for almost $350 Holy. per thousand these days. 
Hmm. That's American. Yeah. Yeah, that's at least a hundred dollars more per thousand than I was paying for high quality five five six a couple of years ago, and it will only go higher if Russia does invade. Oh. That's about it for now. Oh. Great show as always, Spencer in Smyrna. P.S. <laughs> Glad you guys all like your Wranglers, but the cool kids are all getting the new ones with the bird's head grips. Okay, I saw those oh, ones. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> P.P.S. Have you checked on uh, checked out Ultrion? They seem to be a mashup of Patreon and YouTube very gun friendly and people can sponsor your channel just like with patreon cool. but better return to the content creators Ophias from cn arsenal and ian from forgotten weapons have both set up channels there to get away from the youtube patreon duopoly that's punishing gun channels also i believe the service was founded in canada might be interesting to have them on cool that hmm. would be and i mean we don't have to do our only fans or Pornhub or anything like that <laughs> Also, <laughs> I don't want but what to if we still want there. to? If we want to, yeah, we, we still can. Could. Okay, good. <laughs> no. What, what's Pornhub? Sorry. Oh, God. I'm joking. <laughs> Kelly can talk all about it. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the 180 stuff. So I, I've got an article on my site, but it's, it's really interesting. We've got five variants, I think, at this point of uh, of different 180s, maybe more. Maybe yeah. more. I just I I I, I grabbed yeah. a number out of the dark there, but uh, <laughs> uh, we have a lot of variants of them uh, in country, and uh, they're getting pretty interesting. There were a couple of like uh, cons to a 180 compared to an AR-15. I, I know a lot of Americans like the AR-180 style rifle because it's piston driven, and they prefer like the reliability of of piston versus uh, uh, like a gas DI like uh, uh, an AR-15. Um, I don't personally care. I'd rather use the Air yeah. 15. But yeah. but like a couple of the downsides, like the bolt release, the latest versions of the AR-180 that we're making here in Canada, fix that. Uh, the uh, charging handles are like swappable. Those are looking really good. Mm -hmm. uh, the triggers are replaceable to AR-15s. Like the the local ingenuity uh, in, in in making them is uh, is getting pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. Awesome. No, we're not going anyways. Maybe we will have them on. I think that's a good idea too. All right. If you want to send us an email, we would love to hear from you. Send it to slamfireradio at gmail.com. And yeah, you can also contact us on the other, you know, you can do it through Patreon. You can do it through Instagram. You can do it on Facebook, do a review, whatever. We'd love to hear from you there too. Speaking of Patreon, uh, we don't have any new Patreonies, but if you would like to sponsor the show, you can go to patreon.com and search out Slamfire Radio. We would love to have you support us so that we can put out this amazing content every week. All right. Shout outs. Let's get into those. Adriel, do you have any? Nope, you don't nope. have any written down. So, no. My realtor for selling my place and buying Yay! He's a gun guy, too. Awesome. <laughs> nice. Excellent. Mo? Mobetta? Uh all the truckers heading to Ottawa and the people supporting them, I guess. Awesome. They're here in Kingston tonight. Yeah, ask you how the traffic was. Uh, it was, uh, we, we're having snow right now, so we're having a little bit of a snowstorm. So I think that, um, you know, Mother Nature decided that she wanted to put her two cents in on the whole mm. deal as well. So uh, traffic, they, they put out a lot of warnings in that too to Kingstonians for them to get to locations where before the truckers got here. They kept giving us updates. They're going to be um, departing from uh, we have a it's literally right down the road for me. Uh, that's where they are. They coordinated it off and all that. So 
um, it's going to be interesting for me to get to work tomorrow. Um, but uh, they're going to be uh, leaving for, I think it's going to be like eight o'clock tomorrow. I think they're living here, but they're, they're all parked out close to the 401. So anyways, 401 is the actual highway. Nobody knows that. So yeah. So good luck to them tomorrow. I'd like to see how many people uh, or how many trucks arrive in Ottawa as well. So. Did you hear who's not going to be in Ottawa when they get there? Apparently he's quarantining <laughs> yeah. because he's oh, right yeah. coming yeah. in contact with COVID. Not, I don't know why. Eh? Imagine. Really? Yeah, but I also don't know why because he wears his mask everywhere and he's yeah. got three shots and all that, right? Come on, no are one's quarantining no anymore? Are we just like... Is this like a kid's chicken pox party at this point? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm really tired that's, that's of quarant- quarantining, though. I, how many have I had? I just had one. Someone sent me an Instagram of a guy, like, he's on the phone, and, and somebody's giving him instructions about, like, quarantine, how many days, and what you're supposed to do, and where you're masking out, where, and it's Nobody hilarious, knows. because it's, like, just conflicting information over and over. Nobody knows. <laughs> no one does. No, it does. Nobody does. Anyways, okay, let's stop talking about quarantine because it's not a gun matter. However, oh, mm-hmm. Kyle, do you have a shout out? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. <laughs> so I have a shout out. I'm going to say uh, thank you to William again for coming on tonight and uh, also for, you know, reaching out to me and talk to me about uh, Women's Ladies Days and, you know, having a good chat with me because I thought it was super interesting and one of the reasons why. <laughs> Anyways, and then um, I want to give a show notes. I don't know who did this, but to Rust. Oh, Oh. just saw that. Just saw that. So to Rust for my pens. Somebody updated the pens and made a <laughs> word that looks similar to it was lightning pens. fast. No one noticed it. <laughs> it's the pen 15 club. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, thanks, Russ. Uh, it's super awesome. I was it was really nice to see that in the mail. We'll be on Pornhub before you know it. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here. So check us out on Gunners Canada. Go over there. Like us on Facebook, by the way. We're at 2931. We're so close to 3000. So here's here's the deal. Like us, share us, subscribe, do everything. Go on over to Facebook, give us a review, but basically share it with everybody and their dogs so that we can get to 3000. If we get to and 3, YouTube. 000, and yeah. YouTube too. We're- yeah, YouTube, Instagrams, we're everywhere. So go and do that and if you do that then maybe we can if we get to 3000 maybe we'll give something away. How about we do that? 3k challenge. 3K, 3K. Okay. Also, you know, join the CFTR, you know, that stuff. But hopefully we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Good night. Yeah.